0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together we are one serving you. Uh,
2: This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, I was told the GA has sold out two for season tickets I tried to buy some at the lady Raider games yeah i mean there were there were plenty of plenty of seats available yesterday uh yeah. at the at the arena plenty plenty of seats it's um that's it's disappointing i mean because you you've you've kind of you had created this atmosphere especially with the student section i mean there were kind of looked empty there too i mean behind the behind the basket it was good um and I realized, hey, people are going to say, well, they got finals, Chuck. Well, you know what? There have been other years when they had finals too, and that was, they found time to figure it out, to go over to the arena. But
3: yeah, I'm not trying to be angry with anybody about it. I mean, I get how college basketball works, and I get Right. That, I, know, I'm you with you. Your challenging, you play mm-hmm. some challenging games on the road and mm-hmm. these, these money games in, in, in the Bahamas, or, you know, the, you know, if we'd have had the, the Big East, Big East, Big 12, Big East challenge at home this year would have been great, Yeah, you know, but it's just, and and I'm not angry with fans who don't want to go watch the same story over and over again, mm-hmm. which is beat down, okay? Yeah. um, You know, you do that two or three times in non-conference play, and I think you're doing your part and all that yeah. good stuff, but... It's hard to get up for these kind of every games
2: every night. Yeah. And yeah. so
3: I, and I just I, I've not I'm not feeling like our our attendance won't be awesome when it comes to important games. I think mm-hmm. it will be. Yep. Um and when I say important games, I say all Big 12 all games, big 12 all that games, good, game. good yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. Just right now that just I think the and I'll even couple it together with the Lady Raiders. It's just like everyone's just like, "Hey, here comes another Patsy. Here comes mm-hmm. another Patsy." I, I mean, It's supposed to be entertaining. And when you know it's going to be blowout, you're not really, you're like, okay, I saw what I need to see. looks like we're going to roll here. And now it's like, meh.
2: That's kind of what I did last night. I mean, I was like, okay, I want to just kind of get an early, you know, read on this. You know, I've I've,
3: I've said plenty of times before, hey, you come to watch your team, not the other team. Sure. I totally get that. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Uh, again, I'm not angry with anybody about it. I understand it's the way of college basketball, and I understand that most teams across the country are doing the same thing, mm-hmm. unless you are, you know, big time program that gets home and aways with the top
2: dogs, and even those aren't doing it. Yeah. Uh, last night in college basketball in the Big Twelve, Marquette, uh, ranked eighth in the country, beats Texas, beat them down, eighty six to sixty five. That was a Big East, Big Twelve battle. Uh, so. The former coach uh, schooled him last night. Shaka Smart, good, yeah. So good mm-hmm. for good for Shaka, and uh, backyard brawl uh, last night in Morgantown, the Coliseum. Pittsburgh wins over West Virginia, eighty to sixty-three. Also last night, UCF played Jacksonville. That makes sense. I mean, that's you know, you know, state schools playing each other. Sure, you know that makes that makes some sense. Ninety-four to fifty-two, UCF uh, won that one, and then number three, Houston. Uh, and this makes sense they played crosstown school in Rice Uh, they beat them down 75 to 39 that was a a foregone conclusion I'm sure going going into uh, going into that game.
3: Houston team's talented no doubt
2: now here's an interesting matchup for tonight in the Big 12 and Iowa State is favored by six and a half and it's a a 630 tip time Iowa and Iowa State will play tonight yeah that is fun that and you know it makes sense obviously I mean you got one in the big Ten, one in the big 12 and, and they're, um, they're playing each other. So that makes, that makes, uh, that makes tons of sense. So,
4: but I thought we were losing all the rivalries with college realignment. Well, we've lost a ton of them, like almost all of them, like
2: almost all of them.
3: Yeah. Well, some of that Jeff is the schools being stubborn and like they can still play in other sports, Mm -hmm. especially football and excuse me, basketball and baseball allows you that opportunity to still do that with plenty of non-conference games. You know football it's way more challenging in that regard
4: yeah. although iowa and iowa state play each other every year because they decided it was important to keep playing well they never were in the same conference
3: right they didn't realignment they, it. they weren't realigned apart i don't know <laughs> maybe a hundred years ago they're in the same no no they've never been in the
2: same conference no, no, and they've, the yeah. yeah. they've, never, they've never been in the same they didn't conference. get
3: realigned apart they've always been apart
2: yeah one's always been in the big 10 and one was always been in the big 12 or big eight or whatever Um, all right. Texas tech making some adjustments to it's speaking of, you know, keeping traditions alive. Uh, Texas tech is making, it looks like a change in their schedule for next year. Tech was scheduled to go to Oregon. It's not done, done yet, but it looks like it's almost done that instead of going to Oregon, you go to Washington state. And this was an ask, uh, by Oregon so that they could keep their rivalry alive with Oregon and Oregon state. So they had to get Tech involved, Boise State involved, and Washington State involved. Um, your your take on that? You good? You good with that?
3: I'm good with that. I'm I'm not up in arms with it. I would be up in arms if we lost the home game. with again, mm-hmm. we that would yeah. be really disappointing. To mm-hmm. me. Um, obviously, I think Washington State is most likely a more winnable game. Sure. Um, it's not a Big Ten school, which would have been cool to see us playing against a mm-hmm. you know a Big Ten team and or a Pac-12, whatever. Yeah. Um. I don't know what you're going to call Washington State, Mid uh, Mountain West. I, I have no idea what they're going to be doing. Um. So it's. I mean, I guess it's not ideal, but at the same time, um, if we're going to sit around whining about rivalries go away, going away, and all that stuff, I don't know that we should be the one that these two teams are trying to to make it work and. I I don't mind us helping out a little bit. I sure hope we got something in return.
2: We got a hundred grand. Hundred grand. Yeah. We got a, we got a hundred grand in return. Okay. So the the thing that I the Does thing that, that go that, the baseball program. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you know, and we got our home game.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: that, and that's the most important thing, Jeff. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. We got our home game. Yeah. yeah. We got our we got our home game.
3: Yeah. No, I. So I'm not up in arms over it. I mean. The only thing I I think a lot of fans are, but... You think their fans are up up in arms over it? Yeah, I mean, if I was planning on going to the game and and I was going to go see, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Oregon's awesome stadium and the atmosphere and all Mm -hmm. that, I'd be disappointed that I was heading to Washington State instead Or I might not go. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I would be disappointed. I get it. Not not the most ideal situation. Yeah, so... For me, who is just going to watch it on TV either way.
2: Right. Yeah, that's not a game that I was intending on on going to so the way the way that this is going to work is according to the aj's article and their discussions with kirby hokut tech now will go to oregon in 2033 okay 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 and washington state will come to lubbock in 2032 if everything works out and here's here's my question on that is why what I mean, I get, I understand that you've got to schedule out, but it, it sure seems to me like scheduling out to 32 and 33 is putting handcuffs on the future people who will be making those decisions. I mean,
3: you're suggesting Kirby uh, Hoka will not be around then.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's I, yeah, yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. And and I would, I would say, you know what? I I hope he is because that means things have gone swimmingly well. And I hope Joey McGuire is here in 2032 because that means things have gone swimmingly well.
3: I, I don't know that it puts handcuffs on him. I think that those, if that was a new AD that came in two years before that or whatever, yeah. he'd be happy that that part has already been Maybe so. put in place. Well, the other thing, I just, it, I don't, I don't think you can do year to year. No, I know, I the, mean, but, and I know eight years is more than year to year. Yeah, like, it's a, there's a big difference there, but. I think you have to do some of that.
2: The, the only, my only other thought was, and this was my primary thought on this, is with the changing landscape of college football, can we really honestly say things that are set for 2030, 31, 32, 33 are going to be as they are? No, you
3: can't, but that doesn't mean that you don't do anything and no, you don't know, make any plans for the future. I know. Like, it's like,
2: hey, Wally, what are we going to do next year? I don't know, George. Yeah. Uh, who are we going to, you know, we, who do we, you want to play?
3: There's no guarantee that it's going to no, be that I, way, but that doesn't mean we just sit on our hands no, and say, we'll see if somebody blows into town for a game.
2: <laughs> we'll see what the circus brings in. See if they've got, see if they've got some guys that can, can help out. Get the clowns
0: off, right? <laughs> this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We got
2: uh, some more uh, portal news, uh, Jamie, yesterday. As uh, J.J. Sparkman enters the portal, Loic Fungi enters the portal, and uh, Jaden York enters the portal. Um, man, it seems like uh, all the receivers um, have... Uh, are exiting. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have didn't have the greatest year because uh, Bradley Bradley's already announced that he's going, and uh, Miles Price. So four four guys, you know, in the receiver group that you thought, you know, certainly Bradley the the lead dog there, but all those guys you thought were going to be big contributors, and they really were not at all.
3: Yeah, I thought Low had a chance to. That's the one I hate the most, just because he's a local. Kid. Sure. Yeah, hate to see him go. Um, man. Uh, mm-hmm. so there's there's questions for you. Yeah, right. Right? Is this uh, tech cleaning house with their wide receivers because they're frustrated with them, mm-hmm. or is this all the wide receivers saying, "Hey, man, this isn't a good place to be a wide receiver"?
2: I'm frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm frustrated. We're all frustrated, so we're all just because well, we were all frustrated with the wide receivers. Yeah, you would have just thought that of one of those four. That they would have gone. Oh, here's an opportunity for me because, and I realized they play different positions, sure, so yeah, you know, sure. I, I understand that. But you might have thought maybe one of them would go. Oh, here's an opportunity for me now that this guy's gone, so I'm going to stay.
3: Goodness, who do we have left at the wide receiver position? Jordan Brown, who we just gave a scholarship to, right? Yep. Yep. Dre McCray's graduated, correct?
2: <laughs> no, I think he's got another year. He's got another year. I okay. think he's got another year. I'm going to look that up. Okay. But 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 yeah, I mean. You just go okay hey, who's uh, gonna who who's gonna catch the who's gonna catch the ball <laughs> I mean you know some maybe you got
3: is michael H- Michael Hudson gonna catch every pass he's
2: gonna come in but I mean he's gonna be a freshman I mean you know you kind of look at that and go well, I mean certainly hope that you know you can make a contribution but man you've got. And then, you know, you've got your bowl game coming up. So how does that, how does that affect things?
3: We may be going option. (laughs) going
2: to run the beer. Yeah. Run the, (laughs) the, you know, wildcat.
3: So so obviously Coy Aiken, right? Yeah, he's back. He'll be back. Price, Bradley, and White, they led you in receptions this year. They're gone. All gone. Mm -hmm. Aiken's back. Dre McRae, you're checking on that one. Yeah. Uh Jordan Brown would be next. Your guy Mason. Uh Baylor Cup is out of eligibility, correct? I believe so. Yeah, I hate that. Um gone. Jaden York leaving, Sparkman leaving, Brady Boyd. Uh didn't get much out of him last year. Yeah, Draymond Crai was just a
2: junior this year. Okay, awesome. So, awesome. He's probably got six, seven years left. And then By the time the, you, uh, look at all the Martinez. He's gone.
3: Yeah, he's gone too. So,
2: yeah. You know, um, you know they moved. Uh, and Jaden York's gone. Kind of wonder if that was. If he was, hey, you can still do this, but it's just not going to be here. And and that's what you wonder how many of those kind how many of those conversations and in of fairness the, of the to, f- fifteen
3: guys that caught a pass for you last year two that were running backs and if you count Martinez mm-hmm. three uh, nine of them are going to be gone
2: yeah so Dre yeah. carries back yeah. uh, Brady think, Brady Boyd is is was a Brady Boyd will be back he's a junior
3: I wonder if Jaden York who you know is more of a tight end if if he saw the writing on the wall with the new guy that they yeah the junior college guy that they just brought in. Yeah, and I don't know what to say about Jaden York. It, it felt like he kind of put Coach uh, McGuire in, in a bad spot. In a bad spot mm-hmm. with his little spitting incident there mm-hmm. at BYU. So mm-hmm. uh,
2: that's why I'm wondering if he was. They're like, hey, this it might be best for you to go somewhere else.
3: I, I guess I would I would say that. Except why did it take so long then? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they do that
2: immediately? Prior to this, yeah.
3: well, not, not, I'm not saying immediately, but m- maybe at the end of the season when it feels a little late for him.
2: Well, the portal just opened for these guys that haven't graduated.
3: Yeah, but I would guess they they would have had conversations between be, before now.
2: Yeah, where he could have, where they, yeah, and they list Nehemiah Martinez now as a wide receiver. Okay. So, but he barely played this year. Um, you got Hayden Wigginton. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you know, you're going to lose Xavier White because he was a super senior this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of
3: uh, I'm really excited about Koi Aiken. I think he's going to be a really mm-hmm, good player for you. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm not gonna act like I'm worried about it or devastated by any of the news. It just, I just can't get over how disappointing as a group the receivers were this year.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Not just catching the ball, separating, blocking, just it was rough. Yeah, it was rough. And we've come to expect each and every year know, a new group of receivers. All right, they'll make plays. Yeah, group of receivers. Yes. They'll make plays.
2: Yes, that's. That's kind of been in your DNA, no matter who the head coach has been. Yeah. You know, and you kind of feel like, what, you know, what happened there? Why didn't that, why didn't that work out? Instead
3: of being in your DNA, it was a DNP.
2: (laughs) Did not perform. Did not perform. Did not play. Okay. Mm -hmm. DOA is what it was. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, DOA, man. It's like. Where, where are you guys? Um, I get, I get this. Uh,
3: imagine Texas tech football having a season that you didn't have a 100 yard receiver the whole
2: year. I know. Who, I mean, at Texas tech, where's that bet, right? That's the, that's the craziest thing of the whole, of the whole deal. It's like not one game. Did you have a a guy go
3: and well not many times have you had a dominant running back like you had this year true you've had good backs true and i mean kind of had really good backs but you've you really relied on the run especially the second half of the
2: season yeah and it kind of feels like that that was that almost became your only option because that's all that was working Mm -hmm. was to give the ball to to Taj.
4: yeah it's not like we didn't try to throw to these receivers they had lots of drops. They yeah. couldn't get open. Yeah, like it, it's it's not like they didn't get opportunities,
2: right? No, they they it didn't seem like they provided. You know, despite the fact that you you had you know quarterback injuries and arm injuries and things like that, you you're still allowed to catch the balls that are thrown right to you, or to try to help the quarterback out and get open. Hey, what can I? I got to help this guy out a little bit because he can't throw the ball as far downfield as he used to be able to. So I got to I got to make sure. My routes are sharp or, you know. I get away from my guy, or I get off the line, or you know. Cetera, or hey, cetera, I'm going to figure out how
4: to beat press coverage at some point mm-hmm. this year. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Um, how about how about this
2: uh, quarterback going into the into the portal transfer? And I and I get it. He, but it, it's it's interesting. Gunnar Gundy is going to leave Oklahoma State, and he'll go into the transfer portal as a graduate transfer.
3: I would assume he's going to go try to play at some lower level where he can play.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: I I mean, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. He chose to walk on at Oklahoma State. Didn't see significant action until this past year. Four games, completed 19 passes, 247 yards, three touchdowns. Played in three games this season. Um, Oh, yeah, 2022. And then played in three games this season. 21 passes, 202 yards, and a touchdown.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We've uh, kicked around the tech schedule
2: change, proposed uh, schedule change with Washington State next year instead of uh, Oregon. Uh, meanwhile, um, here in the in the great state, uh, Texas and Oklahoma have announced a continuation of their series at uh, the Cotton Bowl. Uh, the Cotton Bowl has. Uh, Promised 140 million dollars in renovations. I mean, I guess they use that thing for soccer and that one football game. Sure, seems like an awful lot of money to put into it.
0: <laughs>
3: sure does. You
2: know, I mean, they. I mean, the the last time that I was in the Cotton Bowl was uh was a, a Tech Baylor game and and Tech won. And I, I walked out there like, okay, finally, I don't have to come back here anymore. I finally, I've seen a win. It was like regular season game at the end of the State Fair when Tech was trying to do that with Baylor. Um, and it, you know, it was, it was awful then. I can't imagine what it's like now. And they, they, they vowed to put money into the concession stands and the bathrooms, which were the biggest complaints. Um, cause it, you know, looked like 1950 still. So at any rate, these res- renovations are scheduled to be completed by September of 2026. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's the West side. The East side will be finished by September of 2034. 2034 so we'll we'll have already played our game at um we'll have already hosted washington state by then but the cotton Bowl is going to be done in 2020 2034 okay <laughs> That's great. meanwhile meanwhile, these guys are working like banshees over here uh jones stadium to try to finish the south end by next year and there's they're doing 250 million dollars in two years mm-hmm. i mean they're basically working around the clock
3: <laughs> Jeff, do you love how Chuck calls
1: everybody banshees?
4: I've noticed that. Yes, it, it's hard not to. Mm-hmm. And why are they like the peak of work?
3: The, the peak of effort, the peak of excitement, the mm-hmm. peak of yeah anything. It's banshees. 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 Yeah. banshees I don't know. It's like maybe
4: he wishes our mascot was the banshees. Yeah, then they'd be. At I the feel I, I'll see if I can come up with another another.
2: You sell like a banshee today, Chuck. I do too. I've, yeah. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a lunch appointment. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully that goes swimmingly well like yesterday's. Mm-hmm. And then I got one tomorrow too. That's selling season, Jamie. Of course, some would say it always is, Chuck.
3: Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> some
2: some would say that. Uh, the Cotton Bowl needs to be updated and kept. Football traditions are dying. We don't need another one to die. Okay, well, I, I'm somewhat with you on that, but man, they. They have certainly missed the boat on that. So I saw this last night, too. And I don't don't believe this is going to happen. I think this is just, I don't know what the reasoning, true reasoning for it was. But the Orange Bowl canceled its scheduled press conference with Florida State coach Mike Norvell and Georgia coach Kirby Smart. The reason has not been revealed, but fans and analysts think that Florida State's going to boycott – the Orange Bowl because of their snub uh, of the college football playoff. Um, this they're calling this the "We don't want to be here" bowl. Um, uh, there's a lot, of, lot to be said for that.
3: They're about to get just tore up because they're spending way too much time on this stuff, mm-hmm. and not thinking about football
2: uh someone else said uh, a fan quoted in this athlon sports article this is so incredibly dumb they're actually boycotting the game uh cancel the entire thing lol both teams are so over you know what it reminds me of these teams like like georgia and and florida state um i think those would be the that'd be maybe the two teams do you think anybody else just, just feels wronged i don't think so i think those are the two that just feel the, the most wronged Florida State and who else? And and Georgia. I'm sorry.
3: I haven't heard much from Georgia folks.
2: Yeah, I haven't either. But I mean, I mean, and there's some Ohio State folks that maybe I think
3: they're definitely good enough to win the national championship. Yeah. Georgia.
2: Yeah, but I guess what this game feels like to me is when they used to play the um, consolation game in the Final Four. You know, I think the last one of those that was played was either in 84 or 85, but it was like such a meaningless, meaningless game. And that's what this, that's what this Orange Bowl feels like. It feels like just a, what are we, what are we playing for here? You got players transferring and leaving and Portal and all that other kind of stuff. And it's like, who's, who's left? Mm. Would you, would you rather see the Portal stuff? I mean, it's a complicated. It's it's complicated. But would you rather see that after January one, or does it does it really matter at this point in time? Or
3: would I rather see the
2: semifinals? Thing? No, 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 no. The the portals. What the, the portal entry? Would you rather see that like date after the bowl games? Yes, I would. And, I would. And um,
3: and there can be no communication with other schools before
2: that. Because when you have the twelve-team playoff next year, obviously those games are going to mean a lot more than than right now. Because right now, uh, with the exception of the college football semifinal games and the national championship game, games are relatively meaningless, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're relatively meaningless.
3: Kind of exhibition games. They
2: they are. They're kind of, and teams are going to want to finish strong and maybe get some younger players some practice time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, chance for like Texas Tech to finish above 500 and be able to say that and put that on your resume. You're not throwing any parades or parties or anything like that. No confetti in the air for that. Um, But it will be interesting next year at this time when you have 12 teams that are, quote, still in it. And I I do believe that you'll see upsets. I do believe you might see, you know, a, a 12 seed, not necessarily get all the way to the national championship game, but you know, maybe win a game or two or, or a 10 seat or something like that. absolutely
3: possible. Yeah. Sure.
2: Especially with, you know, how injuries go and, and things like that. So I, I, would, that would be something I would love to, to see is that, you know, for it to be, um, maybe pushed back a little bit. The thing is though, is you're bringing in kids, you're, you're recruiting kids and, and kids are going to naturally want to leave and then they got to get enrolled for the next semester. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's complicated.
3: Yeah. And then they need time to figure all that out. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's complicated. So the other thing I wonder is do the guys that left, the guys that left, do they see now the stuff on social media of what the bull swag is of the guys that are getting that are staying? Like I saw some stuff on social media last night of what the Texas, one of the things the Texas tech was, was getting and it was, was, can't remember exactly what it was, but it, I just remember it being cool.
3: Oh, and here's one of my big beefs. Okay, is that these programs will still take the kids that aren't playing?
2: The portal kids,
3: the kids that are going. No, to the not por- portal kids, but guys that say, oh, "I'm not going to play." Oh, yeah. To prepare for the draft. Yeah. And they'll still take them and get all the rewards. Yeah. Just not play. Yeah. That drives me nuts.
2: Okay. What if he's a really, really good kid? And then really the broadcasters
3: kid? on ESPN will spend all sorts of time talking about the guy. Mm-hmm. They'll show his stats over there on the sideline wearing all of his bowl swag, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about him more than the kid who actually is on the field playing. Yeah, You don't remember me going off about this last year. It frustrated the heck out of me. Yeah.
2: It looks like one of the things that the, the Tech guys could have gotten was a 17-inch Blackstone griddle it's just pretty cool I don't know how many of them cook like that but that's that's pretty cool I would have that would that's something I wouldn't mind having I think um
3: ask coach McGuire if he's going to use his
2: <laughs> hey, can I have your blackstone griddle uh this this reminder and it's it's true everyone forgets the ACC commissioner voted against the 12 team playoff starting this year yeah yeah, and he probably had help with that vote from uh, athletic directors and presidents of the said ACC. Yeah. Probably just didn't make that on his own. He probably had some input on that. Nah, we don't need to do that.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three.
3: All right, gentlemen, here's my question for you today. I might be a little bit early on this, but I don't think there's anything that's going to happen the rest of the year that would change your answer. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe a big win over Oral Roberts <laughs> would be huge. I want you to tell me your favorite Texas Tech win of
2: 2023. Hmm. So you could go back to, like, January. You could? <laughs>
3: <laughs> you absolutely
2: could. My favorite win of twenty
4: twenty three. Well, I feel like there's some things we can eliminate. Okay. Uh, most of the men's basketball season
3: because they didn't but have there many was wins. A good stretch there, you know, part way through the end of towards the end of January, wasn't it? That you were you were rolling. Mm-hmm. It's fun.
4: I mean, you were nine and one. Uh, you were one and nine in conference. And that usually starts right around January. So, I mean, you you might be right. I don't know that it was fun once we got when that, that, that stretch there because we kept waiting for Fardos to come back. Oh, my God, and, yeah. And that was... <laughs> the, so, like, you can eliminate most of the basketball season as something to think about.
2: Fardos and... uh and and Jay was we still waiting on both those guys to both those guys to come back. <laughs> well, Jace actually
4: played for you, so you know, uh, I, and then I got know.
3: himself kicked out of the bowl game. Yeah, upon sure, his
2: right. Return, right, right.
4: Um, I I also feel like, I mean, I guess maybe you put TCU in football in this category. Do we want to stick with the main four? Or do we want to go all tech sport? You can pick whatever you yeah. want. Whatever you want. Then I've got to go any of the tech soccer wins in the NCAA tournament because each one of those was great. It was nail-biting. They were down to the line. And it there was something on the line for all of those. It, it wasn't a, a a legitimate chance for them to keep advancing in, in a possible national championship for how good they've been this year. Uh, I They have by far had the best season of anybody in the last year. Uh, and, and those games being at home in front of that crowd, I, I'd go with those as, as a, a collective unit. All right. I'm going to go back to January the 18th. Cause I'm, I'm
2: terrible at this game. I'm sure there's going to be something where somebody goes, Hey, what about that game? Um, cause this was, it was, it was fun just to, to beat them at, at home. And this is a lady Raider win over number 25, Texas 68, 64. And given what had happened last year, the previous year in tex- at Texas, you know, a little dust up at the start of the third quarter with uh, Coach Gerlich and Vic Schaefer. But it was that was a fun night, 68-64, Lady Raider win on January the 18th.
4: That was the night that uh, Krista Gerlich found out that Chuck's got her back. <laughs> and he was ready to defend her honor. I just was trying to see what was going on. That's it. All
3: right, I'm going to go to February 13th. Mm when the men's basketball team took down number six texas uh at home 74 67 that was a crazy fun night i love beating the longhorns <clears throat> in basketball so uh, i thought that was that was awesome and that was in, during that stretch where you started to play some some decent ball where mm-hmm. you had beaten number 13 iowa state you had beaten number 12 kansas state you had beaten texas and oklahoma so you were you were playing good basketball there and and making it a little bit fun, and um, after a really really disappointing start to Big Twelve play, obviously number two on my list would be March 31st when you trailed TCU 8-0 after the top of the second on a Friday night and came back to win 20 to 16. Yeah, here <laughs> Friday night pitchers duel in the Big Twelve Conference <laughs> that was a blast. Haxton yeah. lost his voice over it. Almost. I, I was, it was looking
4: this, at that game yeah. and also the 10 to five series clincher on that Sunday. Against TCU was on the on my list for. Yeah, it was just such an
3: odd one because again it was a Friday night. You expect good pitching and all that. Red Raiders scored nine in the seventh to take control of that game after giving up four in the top of the seventh. Yes,
2: (laughs) crazy. Is it crazy? It was crazy game. It's a crazy game. All right, so if you uh, if you want to share yours, you can on the excuse me. Yates Flooring Center chat line. And Uh, any remedies for Chuck. Yeah, I just had a little frog in my throat (laughs) there. We'll take
4: those on the Yates Flooring Center chat line too.
2: Go to uh, www.tt973.com or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open too. Uh, Somebody says this, uh, Syntex Hank says this, Easy peasy, the soccer team season, that was a major win. Yeah, no doubt.
3: Somebody mentioned the game at UT that he won. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. At
3: the buzzer, that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And I was just trying to come up with one that was maybe that I had attended or seen, or I didn't see the, the, I mean, I, I was aware of it. I just didn't, I just didn't see that, that soccer game, uh, that night. So, all right. So that was, that was, that was a nice little question. Um, Shelly says this, you have the remedy, Jeff, go get your desk, a potion for chuckles.
4: I don't think Chuck's ever had it. What is it? It's the, the friendship tea, spice tea, Russian tea, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And everybody that ever has it always says the same thing. Holy cow! I feel so much better. I never would have thought of this. Yeah, no, I just had
2: a little. I just had a little roughness there for a second.
4: Yeah, again, I don't think Chuck's ever had it.
2: Yeah, no, I've never, never been offered it. Uh,
4: it is available to everybody in this okay, building. Okay,
2: Chuck. Uh, I was, I was unaware. Uh, Bullfighter says May nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Bullfighter beat Sneed in foul pole race, and Tech mm. beat Kansas in baseball.
3: Okay, and that's probably why. Uh... <laughs> Probably because of that race is probably why Snead had to have surgery yesterday. So, yeah, I yeah, hope you feel real good about yourself, Bullfighter.
4: <laughs> he does. <laughs> that's
2: right. Well, just kind of looking back at this um, basketball season, you're like, ooh, last year, kind of rough. I mean, that's obvious, right? You think?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's rough.
2: I did. <laughs> yeah, just, it, um, it was just rough.
3: I'm really surprised, and this is a compliment to Coach McCaslin. I I didn't think that I would. I mean, just being honest, I didn't think I would come back to have that much interest in okay. tech basketball after last season. Okay. And I'm I'm thoroughly interested in this team. I would say the Lady Raiders too. I'm excited for the potential for both of them, but um, I don't know. I, I I just feel this team makes me feel so much different than last year's team did. It just last year's team was just all about drama and all about me guys and eh, terrible, 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 terrible. But this year's team, I love how they they seem to play together and get along, and that's nice to see.
2: Yeah, it is seven forty this morning on the morning drive. Boom, boom, boom is next. A reminder tonight we'll have uh, Thursday night football. The Steelers playing at home against the New England Patriots. Broadcast time six thirty. Play by play. About seven fifteen or so, and then uh, tomorrow night we'll have the Friendship Girls. They take on New Home. That should be a good game, right? Friendship Girls and New Home.
3: Uh, possibly. Okay. Possibly, but I would expect the Tigers to pull it out to, ha- to
2: handle that one. And then Army Navy on Saturday. We'll have that on one hundred point seven. This is the Morning
0: Drive Podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the First United
2: Bank studio, and we have with us on the Visual Edge IT Hotline, the head football coach at Texas Tech, Joey McGuire. Good morning, Coach.
1: Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, thanks for uh, spending a little time with us. Coach, as you've as you've looked at the post-mortem over the last two or three weeks for your, your football program and your team and you assess this season, aside from the injuries, did, did anything stand out to you like, oh, okay, so that's kind of what we need to work on or that's some an area that was a common denominator for for what what took place this season?
1: Well, you know, I think uh, I think whenever you look at our numbers as far as like um, sacks giving up, um, we improved dramatically from last year. You know, if you give like stuff like that, but I still think that we've got to continue to prove in the O line. Um, you know, we're we're excited about our young guys, man. I mean, we got four young guys that have been on campus, one for almost a full year, and Caden Carr. And, man, those guys are growing up. I mean, Danny Seals had his best week of practice uh, since he's been here. Uh, but we got to continue to get better there. And, and, you know, that's a big part. And, you know, I mean, I blame myself a lot. Um, you know, three games that really bother me. One, uh, not as much as the others, uh, you know, just because of the injuries. But, you know, the, the Wyoming game and the West Virginia game, I think um, – you know, we were still in the mode of what we thought we were going to be. Um, and it felt good coming out of spring, felt good coming out of fall camp, you know, that we we're going to be more, uh, I guess, like last year. We were going to throw the ball around, run the ball when we needed to. And that's really not what we, we could do. I mean, we didn't play very well in some positions. And the one dude that played, uh, and he's been consistent all year long, is <clears throat> the third leading rusher in the country. And, you know, and so if I could go back and do it all over again, whenever we kind of got in that dog fight against Wyoming and then, uh, you know, the last couple of series against West Virginia, I might've given him the ball every, every snap. I mean, he's, you know, and so I, stuff like that, that you got to continue to learn from that, you know, you, you, that's been a big emphasis in this building is, you know, identifying exactly who we are and let's just go be that. I mean, there's other things that you want to be, but, you know, it, as it goes, you know, as a team, this is who you are, and and I think it, it's why we're in a bowl game because we identified that. I just we, we I wish we had done that. And then the other game, of course, is the BYU game. I'm really frustrated with the turnovers and back-to-back turnovers of on a fourth down, and then them for a touchdown on zone read that you know shouldn't happen, and so that's really frustrating.
3: Coach, you mentioned the offensive line there, and you, and you've lost some guys to the portal now and then the wide receiver position too where you've lost a, a, a few guys at the wide receiver position to the portal as well. How difficult has the portal um, made it for, for teams to compete in a bowl game when you're losing key guys before you even get to start practicing for that bowl game?
1: Well, there the, the one thing with us, I mean, we have our meetings and we meet throughout the year, and so there's nobody that's gone in that you know we didn't expect through talking to the player. You know them. You know, telling us, hey, you know, I want a better opportunity. I want more targets. You know, whatever it is, and so we always, you know, have a contingency plan of, you know, what and and it's just like, uh, I mean, we've had two really good days of practice. I mean, I've loved the energy and and uh, you know, I was talking to my son this morning whenever I was driving in, and I said, you know, for example, Tabacan is going to start at left tackle, and he's he's fired up, you know, and so there's an opportunity there for him. I really want him to play right tackle next year. He's more uh, comfortable there, but right now he's going to get some playing time at left tackle. I mean, Jordan Brown has started games for us. And so he's going to start at outside receiver. And, and so, you know, I, those guys are excited. They kind of bring a different energy because, you know, they're, they're hungry. It's kind of their opportunity to be on, on the field and, and do some special things. And so I think it, it definitely can be difficult, um, I know there's probably some people, I mean, we're we're really lucky, unlike some guys, I mean, we're going in the game and and we have our quarterbacks that we've had, you know, since West Virginia. And I know there's some teams out there that are probably wondering who's going to play quarterback or they have one left on their roster.
2: Uh, Coach, speaking of quarterback, uh, first, Baron Morton, how's his health and kind of where do you think he'll be close to 100? And then will you, will you add a quarterback <laughs> from the portal uh, for, for next year?
1: Yeah. So he would tell you that it's as close as a hundred percent it has been, you know, and, and so we're off today. We practiced, we're going two days on and one day off two days on. So we'll practice again Friday. And, um, yeah, he's, he's looked totally different and I think that will continue to, to improve. <clears throat> I think he'll be as close as he can be. I think it's going to take until spring football to really let him, you know, uh, relax and, and, um, uh, and you know, get his arm back to exactly where it's, where his shoulder really where it's going to be. But um, I'm fired up. I can't wait to watch him play. What we're looking at right now, you know, because the it's kind of um, we're going to have uh, you know Jake Strong's on campus with us, and, and you know, uh, I can't talk about the the next one, but you know, of course, we got Signing Day coming up, and so we're looking to add like an older. Uh, walk on somebody that has played somebody that you know has been in games whether it's been at the fcs level you know that's the one thing that going back i mean who would have known i'd play three quarterbacks my first two years i mean i would have bet you a lot of money um that that would never happen and and so to be in that byu game and your backup quarterback is uh brady Boyd, your receiver um you know that you're just kind of that's the hand you're dealt, and you just got to roll with it. But, you know, we turned the ball over five times during that game and and uh, could have had a different game plan maybe if we had two quarterbacks. And so we're going to add a guy that's an older guy, um, you know, and, and that's what they're looking at. You know, right now I'm telling you, if you're looking and you see who's coming on campus and all that stuff, I mean, we got people coming on campus from today till Tuesday the getting the O-line right is our number one priority. And so we've got some guys coming in like that. And then, you know, we want to add um, another receiver. We want to add, uh, you know, we have one. um, We'd like to add another tight end, stuff like that. And then just looking for the best player available. But that's not where we're going to live. I mean, we're signing 22. I think we're going to sign 22 high school kids. And so – we're going to be somewhere probably around 10 guys that are coming out of the portal
3: all right coach we have about 60 seconds left um what you know a lot of guys that are heading to the draft or preparing for the draft decide not to play in bowl games is your expectation that Taj Brooks will play in this bowl game for you guys
1: oh yeah he's ready to roll man He he's had two awesome. really good practices and so You know, um, look good, feels great. Um, I mean, you're talking about a kid that's just an absolute pro, and, you know, he's got a decision to make if he comes back or if he comes out. And I think uh, if he comes back, then I think uh, the Red Raider Nation is going to celebrate that because, man, that dude is really special. No doubt. All right, Coach,
2: thanks very much. Thanks for your time. That's uh, Joey McGuire with us here. On the Visual Edge IT hotline.
0: This has been the Morning Drive podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97 3 podcasts at double T97 com.